Oh, I forgot to say my Saab fact, which is that uh, Kurt Vonnegut used to be a Saab dealer. <laughs> oh, sorry, have we forgot the Saab fact? <laughs> welcome to Saab It's the yeah. Saab fact. <laughs> yeah, it's the Saab one. This is what, we're reacting to that like John Whittingtale directive that British TV, British media needs to be distinctively British by producing a Saab fact at the beginning of every episode. That's right. Like we have the since most all Alan of Partridge them thing you can do. for the entire run of the show. It's just gotten yeah. cut off from the beginning of the recording until yeah. this very moment. Milo. Please do the inaugural, not I mean, inaugural, what, am I, what do I mean? The Weekly. 400 somewhat sob fact that we've done on this uh, show. The listeners of this show deserve to know that Kurt Vonnegut used to run a Saab dealership before he was a successful rider. Yeah, yeah. And then one day... And he said that they were terrible cars. <laughs> <laughs> He's on record as saying that. Well, that's why he pivoted to riding. Yeah. 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 Of course, yeah. now, now that we have to do entirely British podcasts, we're going to have to move into Rover facts. So, uh, <laughs> your, your inaugural Rover fact, my dad used to drive a Rover SD1 Grand Vitesse. Ooh, nice. that's good. Ooh. I don't know what the fuck that is. Alice's it's dad, fancy, Alan Partridge. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, with the like special trim, drove it like an absolute madman, too. Mm. <laughs> and you get in the best British tradition. Mm. Welcome yeah. back to TF, the free episode. Uh, it is Riley and Alice and Milo, and we are joined uh, by Nick and Kieran from Corner Spady. Nick and Kieran, how's it going? Oh, great! I'm uh, I'm just living my best life in the in the capital city of Germany, baby. That's right, Duisburg, capital <laughs> city, the Big Apple, baby. That's right. Uh, We're number one. We're number eins. <laughs> uh, so there are a couple. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, German elections, mm. uh, the, the most exciting show in the world. Oh, everyone's talking about it. <laughs> oh, hey, baby. We are. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you joke. <laughs> you joke, but yeah. I've been surrounded by this all day for the past two weeks now. Oh, a yeah. A big question is being put before the German electorate. Should it be legal to do laundry at 6 p.m. on a Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this, this reminds me, like, wait, have, did I tell this story last time that we were on the show? The last time Please. that you were in Berlin, Milo? Like, the oh, most fuck. the most German shit ever. So Milo was staying with, with Kieran, and Milo had a, had a comedy show, and I walked him back to Kieran's place, you know, oh, we yeah. kind of grabbed grabbed a mm. bite to eat or some shit. Nick, Nick's a gentleman. I'm, you know, I'm. That's I, the point I, of the story. Walk Milo to the door, you know, like yeah. you know, we don't expect anything. Exactly. Sticking around, trying to get invited back up to Milo's Airbnb for coffee. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> But my dad, Kieran, was not letting me lose my virginity to someone like Nick. <laughs> Kieran's like nine square meter room that Milo was staying in. Yes. Um, and uh, this dude just like comes down like while we're going to open the door and then just like locks the door right in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like like, you know, that he unlocks it, opens it. And I just have like a, you know, yelling fit with him for about like, I don't know, two minutes. He just keeps yelling like it's in my it's in my contract at eight o'clock. I have to lock the door. You know, creating like a massive fire hazard and shit for everyone else. And I'm just like yelling at him being like, that makes no fucking sense. Like, why would you do this? This and that and that. And he then insisted that then he's, like... He's a very nice man to me. He is a Yugoslav refugee. He's not familiar with the concept of fires. They just don't have fires there. <laughs> so you can just lock the front door of your building and it's fine. Yeah, but and it was just, it was the funniest shit because he, uh, I mean... What is assimilation if not oh, yeah. following your renter's con your rental contract to the absolute T that at eight o'clock every night you will lock the door, <laughs> creating a fire hazard for the like forty people who live in your building? Like, I don't the Germans know. have a having like a, a parachute visa system for former members of the Ustiza. Like it's the least <laughs> we can do. <laughs> but before we get into the more of the German stuff though. Uh, there are a couple, a couple of British pieces of British news. Uh, number one, uh. you'll have seen there was a reshuffle recently. Eh, boring. Matt Hancock not re-elevated to a top spot. Who cares? Right to see it. Although, yeah. although the second best thing happened, which was that Liz Truss was made foreign secretary, opening up new pork markets. Oh yeah, the absolute tungsten rod from low orbit straight into Dominic Robb's huge head, which is being replaced by Liz Truss. Well, imagine, imagine. 
Someone not only saying offhandedly, even Liz Truss could do this better than you, but actually being so desperate that they were like, let's give it a try. (laughs) And of course, Gavin Williamson is out and was seen Mm. crying on the phone to his mum in public, Mm -hmm. which Mm. is very pleasant. Very Uh, cool. Awesome. And uh, Nadine Doris is uh, DCMS. Oh, yeah. We have like a pulp novelist now in charge of culture. (laughs) Awesome. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to get we have to get Nish Nish in and uh, subject him to one of her books. Oh, God. Surely, Gavin Williamson's too old to be crying on the phone to his mom. Surely you've got to be at least crying on the phone to your wife. Come on, man. You're like, what, 50 years old? I just chose, I half remembered the most embarrassing... No, no, but the story said it was his mom. That was, I read that too. They they were saying it was his mom. British British media would never make something up to be sensational. We're going to run this to ground. I'm going to fact check this by searching on Twitter for Gavin Williamson and mum. Yeah. Mm. Quoraanswers.com, who was he crying to? <laughs> so, yeah. so, so anyway, if you, but if you like, the, the, the usual sort of, you know, procedure humpers are sort yeah. of all up mm. in, a t- in, a, in a sort of tizzy because Dominic Robb sort of got like a, rather than getting sort of ignominiously fired for, you know, badly, for basically botching the withdrawal from Afghanistan, which to their standards, no one could possibly have done well because they don't mm. like that there was a withdrawal and he wasn't treating yeah. it with the solemn. Anyone would have done that. It, nothing would have changed. None of the... Yeah. No, it doesn't matter who is in power at any of these top spots because they're there for like two years on average anyway. They all... Most of the people who were moved have like huge... Like, like the, um, the, the person in charge of COP, like... They're Alex being Sharma. moved. Yeah. yeah, Alex Sharma's being moved, which is fucking insane. Mm, no, unless not. you don't care. It doesn't matter that any of these people being in charge of any of these positions because they basically just do the same job, more or less. And mm. uh, the Westminster Circus watchers just like, you know, want to see the clowns they like rewarded. Yeah, well, the, the policy is, I, I found this very funny about the whole Dominic Raab thing, where it's like, well, why isn't he doing something? It's like, no, his job is to do nothing. Mm-hmm. He's the British Foreign Secretary. What you do is you show up and you go... Oh dear, oh dear. What a shame there's nothing we can do. Oh well. <laughs> like and all he did was not bother with that bit. He just didn't do the lip service, but like the outcome is exactly the same. Like, what do you think he's gonna do? Ring the Taliban and be like, oh, knock it off, chaps. Come on. <laughs> it's just not cricket. <laughs> I will do adult karate at you. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> They're terrified. Liz Truss will sort them out. Yeah. Mm. Jill open up some new fucking pork markets over there, <laughs> and then they'll be sorry. Uh but the I think the the, the big loss is that just one night after making a speech that's going to require sort of any like BBC or Channel 4 output to be more quote distinctively British mm. um, John Whittingdale is Actors now gone. going to have to get uglier. But th- what's very funny is that one of the examples that was given as TV that's going to be more distinctively British is yes, Only yes. Fools and Horses. Awesome. <laughs> so we're going to want to ma- we want to make it like the 60s and 70s again. To be fair, that's more recent. Only Fools and Horses is like 80s and 90s, but yeah. Just, yeah, we just are, traditional, um, traditional British television like uh, that Freddie Flintoff thing that yeah. they show in Germany oh, every year. Oh, yeah. yeah the Freddie Flintoff thing in Germany. Yeah, that's yeah Nick might be better explaining that. The, like, what is it, Christmas or New Year's tradition of this like British comedy that only Germans watch? Mm-hmm. Oh, dinner for one. Yeah, yeah, dinner for Freddie one. Yeah. I don't know why I did. Oh, drunk. Freddie Flintoff, just like I, drunk cricketer d- Freddie d- Flintoff, d- tripping one. over a rug. It's cool. While attempting to win. Yes, I, I, I like to pretend that I'm better than this tradition, but I've adopted it too. Like, mm. I, it's not I, bad. I've watched it. It's okay. Sehr lustig. Yeah, it's actually, it actually <laughs> is. You know, for for you know, whenever it was made, actually, it wasn't made as as early as I thought it was. But um, yeah, you know, for the Germans having the worst sense of humor, they did pick like something actually mm. kind of funny to watch every single year and just like drive it into the ground. And they love it. They like like they recite it amongst they themselves. They don't watch it with German subtitles. Yeah, no, mm. they don't have to like they kind of don't have to know what's going on. It doesn't matter. They just like even people I know who have horrible English can recite the entire thing. Like and uh, additionally, other examples, Only Fools and Horses, Dad's Army and Coronation Street. Hmm. Coronation Street, fucking hell. We should make stuff. We'd have to sort of tune British TV output to be more like those three things. Those three extremely relevant cultural products. (laughs) Why this is why this is moronic though is because because of austerity, like we're no longer capable of making anything that good. Like like Dad's (laughs) Army and Only Fools and Horses were good TV shows. Like they're well written, they're well put together, they're interesting. They like you know, there's like they're actually funny. Whereas now we have like what Mrs. Brown's Boys. 
Because like everything is just problem. A bunch yeah. of thrillers where we can see Martin Compton either wearing a beard or not wearing a beard. Like Yeah. Cool. You couldn't make Dad's Army now because if you did, they would say it was woke. <laughs> <laughs> because it takes the piss out of the high command. Like, like so many things though. Much of with this policy is actually snuck into the yeah. Tory like the senior Tory drive to privatize Channel Four. Um, ah, they're yes. like, ah, they're going to need money to make all this British stuff. I have uh, a suggestion. Just, yeah. Okay. So, uh, speaking of austerity and just ruined TV, the UK could do what uh, Greece did because they don't have, like, for the longest time, they didn't have their own television. Uh, I mean, they did, but, like, whatever. Uh, they just started importing a shit ton of soap operas from Turkey. So, do that. Uh, they're yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. They, they're insane. Or as we call them, Greek soap operas. <laughs> I think you're fine. <laughs> They imported them from us. I am enjoying first. a Greek coffee, watching <laughs> Greek soap opera. <laughs> yes, I well, don't know. Pick like, pick like a random country, just import them, yeah. and then have them like all horribly overdubbed and translated. Oh, we can have the oh. Turkish Sopranos, or we like we imported like, Sopranos, we imported neighbors. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh crikey! It's a hot day here in Basildon. <laughs> Coming from Canada, I'm very familiar with like local content laws mm. in like our publicly funded broadcast. Right? Because there's a big Canadian content thing. And it is time for us to have some authentic local content. Huh? Uh, uh, you're missing that. Yeah. You're that's the wrong direction. Oh, okay. Um, because the thing is, right? The Canadian, like, you understand why you're doing this, right? It's mm-hmm. because the massive concentration of capital in like Netflix and Disney and stuff basically means that most stuff is kind of undifferentiated based on what you know, like uh, tech execs and uh, you know. Yeah. All of the sort of pedophiles that run Hollywood. Spencer Confidential, think, but it's happening yeah. in West Didsbury. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> think that should be should be happening, Tick right? Spencer took Confidential. And the reason that you have like a a sort of a, a, um, a content law like that is because you know that without it, you just wouldn't be making anything that was distinctively mm. your type of mm. thing. No, not to mention yep. all of your best actors fucking off to America and playing Americans for the rest yeah. of their careers. Exactly. And so it, it sort of makes sense. But and it's what we did in Canada, and it's why we have shows like Corner Gas in Canada, <laughs> one of the best shows ever made. <laughs> but yeah, it's why we have t- comedic powerhouse Brent Butt. But it's here, it's so clearly like again th- appealing to this real thing that's actually happening and does need a policy to counteract it, but is just sort of in order to sort of do cultural parochialism and then privatize Channel well, yeah, Four. Like mm. it, it's it's a curiously like. Uh, uh, regulatory and authoritarian measure from a yeah. supposedly libertarian government when you know the, the sensible answer for this is actually just fucking fund the arts just throw money at shit and hope it mm. pans out yeah. whereas and yeah. we uh, could have british grimes yeah whereas instead we're sort of like <laughs> micromanaging it so we won't have british grimes but we will have endless remakes of dad's army yeah i feel that you yeah. had british grimes like in in at one point, uh-huh. or am I just John, like John Le Missourier marrying a billionaire? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, last little bit of uh, of British news before we go on to other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other sort of big news that dropped today is the um, Alcus, um, a, a new sort of subset of oh, the Five right. Eyes me ballistic missile yeah. submarine. <laughs> where, five Eyes. We're giving uh, nuclear subs to the Australians, not huh. nuclear oh, armed crikey. subs, just nuclear power nuclear powered. Uh, and oh, this is off me attack submarine. Yeah. And, oh, I'm off. I'm on my way to turn some boats back to Nauru. Well, this is this is mostly to do with um basically trying to uh, continue provoking China into um al- annihilating us. Doesn't the Royal Australian Navy have a terrible track record of submarine safety? Yes. Like yes, famously so. Yeah. What if they had nuke? What if? What if the nuclear powered subs was just enough responsibility to whip them into shape? I see. The um the important thing of all of this, the silver lining is the French are pissed off. Yes, that's Mass. true. Oh, that is good. So, I do are, like that. They mm. are because the, the the French basically agreed to like buy some nuclear subs for uh, sell nuclear 50, subs to Australia. Billion dollars yeah. of nuclear yeah. submarine technology, and mm-hmm. that deal is now. Why do you not want these great French submarines? Huh? It, they are not it, even really black. They are covered in the blue pollution. Mm. Right, and, it's and gone. 
they're even more upset uh, that the Polish were going to sell them uh, a much better deal, only $10 billion, and they would have had the top screen door technology on each of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the French just like knocked on the US's door and just asked them like for some F-35s. They could get some, though. I mean, like you know, that's a trade-off, right? A, a plane that can't fly, you know? I mean, what are the French going to do with submarines anyway? Like, what? Like The French ambassador to America was tweeting today in English being like, 240 years ago, the French Navy beat the British Navy in Chepis- uh, well, Chesapeake Bay, and we can do it again. <laughs> yeah, uh, they probably could. <laughs> what? Wait, what? 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 Why is everyone going as insane as us? What's the British Navy doing in Chesapeake Bay? The, the fucking French Navy might be the only Navy I rate the Royal Navy's chances against. That's <laughs> like oh, yeah. two decrepit <laughs> colonial powers sort of like getting right. into fucking a handbag oh. fight is exactly what right. I want to like, see. Like a fucking sword fight between Captain Tom and Prince Philip. <laughs> well, what is a submarine fight even look like? Because, look, look. well, you can't see anything. Have seen yeah. the documentary <laughs> Hunt for Red October? Yeah. What I demanded, Master and Commander Two, this isn't what I meant. I mean this like I, I mean this seriously. Like some like the entire point of a submarine is that you can't like you can't see them on radar. Like my best friend was a was a submariner or a submariner, whatever the fucking term is, for five years in the Navy. And was like describing how they would like do their drills with like aircraft carriers and destroyers, and they would get bored of the fact that they could like never find them, you know? So Two submarines just like searching for each other for like weeks on end. It sounds fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, all Dayton, isn't yeah. it? A- anyway, the, the thing about about the AUKUS thing is it's it's just another kind of decision mm. that sort of the uh, I would say uh, uh, rapidly in decline <laughs> uh, sort of NATO alliance is making in order to decide that we are not going to go out. Without being, um, uh, without getting into a war against China that we will fucking lose, mm-hmm. uh, and awesome. the and the sort At of column not investing yeah. it in surface yeah. ships, which are yeah. so much scrap metal. But yeah. uh, good lord, yeah. So uh, you know, the, and again, much to the light of columnists, uh, we are uh, moving the doomsday clock closer to midnight. Which is like mm. their favorite thing is when that happens because yeah, they get to feel important. When the I, I should point out a uh, n- number of total nuclear submarines operated by the People's Liberation Army Navy, mm-hmm. six. Yeah. Number of nuclear submarines operated by the United States Navy alone, fifty uh, something. I think. Yeah, off yeah, the they, top of my head. they don't have any diesel-powered submarines anymore. Surely, they, surely like, that should be the like People's Liberation ago. Navy. No, they, they, People's they, they, Liberation they Army to, like, Navy. Army Navy to annoy you, yes. Yeah. Mm. Just to annoy very particular people. Sixty-eight mm. nuclear yeah. submarines in the U.S. Navy. Yeah, yeah gotta have more of those submarines. So. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, one more, exactly yeah. one more is what <laughs> so, we need. So that's that's, but that that's just a, a little bit of the news today. Let's get into our core topic. Mm. Uh, Germany decides mm. in a contest between mm. um, the ruling party and the finance minister of the ruling coalition. What's going uh, on? How many nuclear submarines do we have? <laughs> that's actually a weirdly important, to- weirdly important topic. NATO is oh. a big, big it, factor of this yeah, election. Yeah. Mm. Even though is no any, one actually is any cares. party committed to uh, leaving it, destroying it from the inside, uh, vandalizing its headquarters? Uh, this is the, being the NATO uh, headquarters. You like already like 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 you're already like seven steps ahead of us. Uh, this is actually like the main thing that the very conservative media in Germany, which is the majority of it, if not all of it, have been like hammering uh, Die Linke or like the left party about, mm-hmm. saying that then that because there is like. As is very typical with any left wing party in in you know continental Europe, is that uh, they're split on pretty much every issue on the board. From you know Wait, when it, leftists who don't agree, oh, with I know, each other? right? Yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, when it wild. comes to things like you know NATO, when it comes to things like is especially in Germany, Israel, Palestine, when it comes to things like you know. Uh, I don't know other lame bullshit that then like leftists uh, have an opinion about that, like no other sane poor person actually should. Um, mm. Like was Walter Olbrecht or Eric Honecker better? There's parties that mm. then in Germany, you know, will like side with one or the other. It's just basically Barney and the bar going Lord Palmerston. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, they've all been hammering on Die Linke, saying that then that they want to 
get out of NATO, which part of their party has been like critical of NATO, but I don't think that they've made it a party policy mm. to the point that then like Dietma mm. Bosch, who's one of the, the, the party heads of it, said that like that was never like that's one of the first things that they're like willing to compromise on if they're invited into a coalition. Is it like, yeah, we'll stay in NATO. We'd like like we do not give a shit. I mean, importantly, they would never reach the numbers to actually implement it, even if they did want to leave NATO. And they're also like way more concerned with everything else. You got me very excited for a second. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. (laughs) NATO would collapse without Germany, of course. Linka is currently polling around like 6 to 7%, which, I mean, Germany has a 5% you know threshold for entering parliament. They could possibly, in a weird turn of events, just not even make it in, Ah. which would be pretty shitty. Uh, Again, would not surprise me with how conservative Germany is. Uh, that there is a a rightward uh, push after Merkel. I think that then that's like one of the most important things is that then like Merkel, whatever you want to say about her, she was more progressive than the rest of her party, and her party mm. is uh, having a massive reshuffling uh, mm. that we can surely get into. But yeah, I mean, um, they're bringing the, in Liz Truss. <laughs> She'll sort it out. Yeah, but um, the thing with Die Linke is that the possibility of them ending up in a coalition is. Like kind of up in the air, but so they I, would. I, I want to be... just move back for a sec. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because sure one of the things, right, is Germany. Germany doesn't sort of doesn't have really a winner take all system like sort of like Britain does. Instead, you guys tend to have big governing coalitions, right? In Germany Britain, theoretically no could have one. They have just historically never like Germany. I I I don't know what the, like the historical reason for this of why there has been these two major. I mean, I I do to a degree, but. Um, why it's always been in the sense that then that there's never been a a situation where the CDU or the SPD has had fifty percent of the vote, mm-hmm. um, has uh like we have to remember too that then that Germany has practically a one party system. Like yes, mm-hmm. there is the SPD, but the CDU has been the party that then everyone gets to. Um, default more or party. less, yeah, they're the default mm. party that then you more or less are like allowed to govern with. Mm-hmm. There have been two times that they have not been in a coalition in the entire post-war history of Germany. So it's um, yeah, but like so theoretically, you could have a winner-take-all system like the UK historically has never allowed it to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been one case I think recently with the Schröder government where it was just a red-green coalition. The Greens were just to get them over the the you know. Mm-hmm. Bit mm. that they needed, and the Greens got um, very weird ministries, like the um, foreign ministry, which was mm. a big deal with Afghanistan because the person who decided upon this was a green politician to go into Afghanistan, who was actually from the anti-war movement. What? A green politician ending up being a massive, a massive foreign oh, policy know, right? hawk. Yeah. I'm crazy. Well, no, like, like, it, it was largest it Canada was nervously. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to think about then the sense too that that was not only just in the sense that it was a green dude doing it; it was Germany's first actual deployment, not in a NATO sense, since World War II. You know, we yeah. need peacekeepers to go over there and make sure yep. people are sorting the recycling correctly. Yeah. What could be more German than that? <laughs> so it looks like the story of the election, sort of so far, right, has been the collapsing, uh, a relative collapse in support for the CDU. Um, the the SPD sort of taking up a little bit of that, but almost just sort of lower enthusiasm across the board. It seems like the election, gentlemen and ladies, mm. I think the vibes are fucked. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> I would disagree. I don't know. I think that the vibes of the German the German election are actually like refreshing to have them dumb and exciting for a bit. It makes me feel like. I can make fun of the Germans for once because like, oh, wow, like you're from the US. You had Donald Trump. It's like you have the literal fucking Keebler elf running of the head of the CDU. Like <laughs> I. So tell me about who's who's in charge of, of the CDU now. What are they? What what's their whole deal? Do you think they're going to get into a coalition? Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. OK, who, yeah. Who, who, my, who wants my, to take this first? Yeah, go Kieran. My dumb guy prediction is. SPD will get the largest vote share. Greens might even get the second most largest vote share, or they'll do like historically great. And in classic German fashion, the CDU will end up in charge again. That is like my dumb guy prediction for uh, this whole thing. Um, so it's worth pointing out that like the only difference between chancellor and prime minister systems is that the person in charge of the party is not the person they put forward for their um, like candidate. 
So there's there's the interesting thing with so yes, yeah, Kieran mentioned the head of the CDU is currently this this lovely fellow named Amin Lashet, mm. who is the um uh the minister president of uh Westphalen or what is it North Rhine Westphalia is the English mm, term yeah, yeah. or whatever most populated German state. Yeah, he's also mm. probably one of That's the most Cologne com- is right so exactly yeah, yeah. Cologne, so on yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's uh, he is a uh, he announced his candidacy drunk as hell at at Carnival. Dude's nice. rock. Um, yeah, cool. Dude's rock. Great. He. All right. All right. All right. I mean, Lausch, it sucks, but he is a definition of German dudes rocking. There's a video of him that then like appeared the other day where he's like in a school classroom. They're like doing this like song and he's like he's like so unenthusiastically like trying to go along with them mm. and is just like tapping his foot and that is it mm-hmm. he is incredibly awkward he has uh been responsible him alone for four uh for four not just like controversies but like full on out corruption scandals within the last year mm. one part be funded because of corona another part because that he is way too good of friends with the largest meat production company in germany <laughs> um hell yeah just like all oh, that first baby um i <laughs> mentioned him once before on a previous trash future episode that he's the one who did corruption with his son to get him more instagram deals <laughs> yes yes <laughs> put him in charge of the of the country i don't care yeah the trump family <laughs> of deutschland <laughs> the he, biggest tragedy of him possibly not becoming the next chancellor chancellor would be that we don't get joe lashish the boy prince of Germany. Yeah. I, yeah. I do love a political fail son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, I want I want Armin Lasher to seize absolute power. So he's like the fucking kid, Lukashenko's kid in Belarus. <laughs> oh yeah. Kolya. We love Kolya. Mm, yeah. But so the thing with Lashin is here that tonight. The, <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't see you in the corner there, King. Well, oh, I also love potato like my father. <laughs> I also but, sound like this. Yeah, that's so, right. It's a genetic La- voice. I mean, Lashet was doing all right until there was the massive floods in Germany mm. in in his state of uh, NFV and also in Rheinland-Pfalz, the state to the north of him or west or whatever. I don't fucking know. I don't. Doesn't really matter. I'm not. I'm not good at geography. I'm good at, at podcasting. Mm. They uh, they don't overlap. Um, You're American. It's a lobe in the brain fine. that you lack. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's fine. And I mean, I live in Germany and I can't name all the states. So, like, hell yeah. <laughs> but um, so I'm in Lashet. Uh, really, after all the scandals that then that he had, the thing that then really had him his him and his party tank in the polls was uh the response of the floods that he was just really bad about, mm-hmm. and uh. You kind of see too that then within that that there's been a transition to the polls from Lashet's uh, popularity, not even Lashet's popularity, but like the CDU was like polling around thirty percent, and then mm. it's just been like nose diving. And they know, like they dove a little bit during the like mask scandal that they had. Like for those mm. who don't know, Germany had it that then that only one mask was legal in this country, ah. the the uh, FFP2 mask, which it was ended- the one from the mask with Jim Carrey. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone in uh, Germany was going full sicko mode. No one could stop us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. asking them to, but no one could. But the thing was is that it ended up being that then a lot of members of the CDU passed it so that they could like money launder or they could just like make a bunch of money off of this oh, thing. What? Yeah. I know, crazy, I love right? How corrupt Europe is. It's yeah. awesome. Because also the other the thing, CDU right? is like an Italian level of corruption to the point that then mm. that there may be a woman, may, I'm I'm just simply, you know, the no no libel here. Uh a woman uh uh for those who don't know also the CDU had like a massive paper trail leading to then like them being way too close to the Azerbaijani dictator whose name I forget. And one mm. woman died in Cuba. Like an active member of the CDU died very on a flight. Very suspiciously died on a flight back from Cuba. She was not supposed to be mm. there too, which is even like weirder. Before think, turning like, the Havana syndrome ray on herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if we if we like the CDU, I mean also like before we sort of move on from, from the CDU as well, right? The CD Christian democracy is of course a very like, you know, uh European Normal concept thing, yeah. that definitely came from Europe and oh, yeah. is popular because it's popular among Europeans. What's more mm. what's a more European weapon than the Gladio, you know? Mm. Yeah, like <laughs> classic figureheads of Christian democracy, Aldo Moro, some <laughs> others presumably. Mm. 
Yeah, because like the the Much Christian, like Christian rock, the Christian Democrat, the, all of these sort of the Christian democracy movement is basically just like 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 with the prospect of the CDU possibly losing power in Germany. I'm sure like four like like just absolutely decrepit like Italian like ultra fascists and like their CIA handler are like getting their Zimmer frames out to do one more bombing. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's time for real Brabant hours again. So. Uh, you know, talking about people who are open fascists, um, the CDU. All right. So remember how I mentioned that then Mackle has been kind of this like figure who's been holding mm-hmm. the CDU together. The CDU has maybe not been popular, but Mackle has. And there is this like rumor, not rumor. There's this like lie that Germans tell themselves that Germans vote for parties, not politicians. Mackle has literally mm-hmm. been the antithesis of this, that people who voted typically CDU, uh, sorry, SPD or Green maybe in the past voted for Mackle overwhelmingly the last four elections. She has I'll been... argue with that ass. <laughs> She's been overwhelmingly the most popular politician in this country, probably in the entire post-war period. I mean, even... Yeah, okay, there's like figures like, like Willy Brandt and like Helmut Schmidt. Mm. But remember, like... Uh, uh, Schmidt had to wait. Was it Schmidt or Brandt had to like step down because of like a GDR scandal? Like there are like mm. people like Helmut Kohl had to step down because of a corruption scandal that then had to do with like illegal funds being pumped. Like I'm mean, again, yeah, CDU corrupt, you know, history baby. But Mackle mm-hmm. has been this figure who's kind of kept this this like false narrative of this progressive version of the CDU together. And now that she's gone, all of like the true CDU members have been like. B- like bubbling back up to the surface, mm. one of them being a uh, uh, Hans Georg Maassen, who is running in uh, Turingen for a seat that probably may go to the left of the SPD. But the reason that they're running him in Turingen is because, like, the racist there, it's East Germany. Um, he is an open Nazi. Like, he, oh. um, he, Got fired from his job at the head of the Bundesverfassungsschutz, so like the German equivalent of the FBI, for um, like not investigating Nazi crimes that then were in mm. in Chemnitz during a protest thing, and he just kind of brushed it off. He also like may or may not have uh, you know tampered with evidence of the NSU two mm-hmm. um, uh, trials. And he openly told the alternative for Germany, the far right wing party that then has kind of popped up within the last election, how to avoid an investigation from his own um, department. And then on the uh, 8th of May, like just kind of like praised the Nazis on a Zoom call, which for those who don't know, 8th of May is when mm. World War II ended, you know, mm. so mm. like he's a Nazi. Great day for the Nazis. Huh. Yeah. So these huh. are like, and he's not the only one. Like there are people all throughout this party who are kind of like bubbling it's, back up of like. It's the- all, almost as though this sort of whole Christian democracy movement was uh, maybe uh, created, for example, by the Americans in Europe to uh, rehabilitate a bunch of ex-Nazis, oh, and yeah. little has changed. No, never. Crazy. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like the idea that he was praising the Nazis on a Zoom call, but it was just like a family Zoom yeah. call. But <laughs> crazy uncle again. But uh, the thing is, if you don't want the CDU in their sort of you know uh, far right uh, corrupt chicanery, then you for, then you could always uh, vote for the SPD. Mm. Where for example, where you so because that's the other thing about Germany, right? Is that if you vote for the main opposition party, chances are you'll be voting like. Like the current head of the SPD, it's the, it's, it's yeah. the Duff beer pipes, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 like Olaf Scholz is the current vice chancellor, so yes. you're kicking out. You're it's you're literally you are literally kicking out one guy to replace him with someone who works for him. And last mm. election, their entire campaign was, uh, remember the the Groco, the Gross, uh, Coalition, the Gro- Great Coalition between the two parties. We're not going to do that again. A couple of months of like negotiations. I'm back, ah, baby. We're, we're doing it mm. again. And chances are, like he's talking in the he's talking in like debates and impresses that like he loves the Groco. I love my time in the Groco. I, I it's been great. And but like the entire thing is just like yeah, we'll do it again. But this time we're topping. This mm. time we're mm. going to be in charge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me and the boys in the Groco. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the uh, sipping on four. Also, Loco. like yeah, the guy, <laughs> the guy who was finance minister. Never. 
the guy who was finance minister while the wire card thing was happening. Oh, and Comex. Oh, and Comex, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wirecard were in big trouble with the German government because this is nowhere near the level of corruption which we expect from a German company. <laughs> yeah. It's like what I'm sort of trying to driving at, right, is that it seems like there is just like Germany, German politics, or at least German electoral politics, aside from maybe Die Linke, is mm. sort of just everyone kind of agreeing with one another and all giving each other jobs. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It's Germany, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 we have six major parties. Five of them all kind of agree with each other, and the sixth one doesn't agree with itself. Yeah, so huh. that's <laughs> exception that's kind of that proves the rule. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, also you when you this, talk, you said, you said this wasn't exciting. You said German politics were bullshit. Yet here we are, you know, having a having a laugh about <laughs> about this. That you know, is actually normal. very complicated bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 think, and and on the other end here, right? If you want to go up a level. So there's a lot of talk about what this means to the European Union, right? Where if you get someone like Schultz in, there, there's the, the talk of the sort of columnist class is that mm. this could herald, uh, a, 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 as Timothy Garden-Ash wrote in a very stupid Guardian article, the necessary alignment for a post-COVID period of dynamic European reform, which I assume he means giving sort of uh, massive subsidies to favored businesses and uh, sort of agreeing on a kind of continent-wide slow erosion of uh, the rights of workers and brutalization thought, of migrants. I thought in the European Union it was illegal to subsidize private companies with state money. Never. No, it was my understanding that? that that was the reason why uh, we had to leave so that we could <laughs> subsidize uh, businesses. So to be like, all right, like I'm, 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 I do not like Olaf Scholz. I mean, no. I don't. He's also like mayor of Hamburg during the like G20 yeah, yeah. protests. He's like a big military cop guy as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. However, the thing I think that's the most important thing with all of this of that, mm. if like the thing that the SPD is at least willing to like negotiate about, not even just negotiate about that, then that, mm. that they've made a big part of their campaign is that they are willing to scrap the debt break, which is. Mm which is something that is like written in Germany's constitution that they are like not allowed to like run a deficit. Mm-hmm. And it isn't even so much of the, well, not sorry. They're not allowed to take on new debt. They're not running a deficit thing is the, is the CDU's version of like an even more extreme version. So the CDU has had something called the black zero, which they have done their entirety up until Corona and Corona had Germany like actually run a, a budget deficit for the first time in their like modern history. Mm-hmm. So the thing like, that's quite interesting is that then that if the spd wins which they probably are you know mm-hmm. they they were the most unpopular major party in germany a few months ago had an uptick mm-hmm. currently polling between 20 to uh, 25 to 27 percent depending on which which polls you look at it's like olaf Scholz is well liked probably because he's so goddamn boring mm-hmm. um and they're probably going to go into a coalition with the greens and most likely the FDP. Now, what's interesting about this is that the FDP is a party who wants to preserve the debt break up until yesterday, a little bit of inside baseball, uh, mm. is that Christian Lindner, the head of the FDP, has kind of hinted that he's willing to scrap their obsession with this debt break. So the thing that then is going to come down to it at the end of the day is... When Germany comes into coalition building, it's going to come down to this like literal one stupid issue, which is what to do about Germany's ability, like constitutionally, like like bound ability to take on new debts, yeah. and like negative interest rates as well. There's like no reason yeah. for them. So not it's to like them. nerdy bullshit, but at the same time, like. But you can so easily explain it. Anyone who's been to like Berlin or like a bunch of other major cities out in the West and wonders why like Europe's leading economy looks like fucking shit. This is why. They don't spend any money. And like, so the FDP, like, I mean, not to, not to give them, you know, too much of the spotlight, but they have kind of like really like they're, they're pulling around 11% currently right now. They're probably going to be the first ones to go into a coalition with the, um, the SPD and the Greens. So they will be what is called a traffic light coalition in Germany. And they um, are probably going to gun for the finance ministry, which to like, like put that into some perspective is like, you're like dumb libertarian high school friend is then now head of the like 
most powerful economy in Europe. Christian Lindner <laughs> is like a briefcase kid. Um, he was, yeah, yeah, like no shit. He was. There's footage. So <laughs> I want to I want to talk a little bit though about one more party, a party mm. that might not be getting the five percent it needs to enter to enter the Bundestag, but but the yes. Matankoken party. Uh, as but when we want to talk about briefcase high school kids, mm-hmm. is their like natural home? It is the expression of the power of high school briefcase kids. It's Volt. Yes. Oh, yeah. In my mind, yes. the like John Cena music was like building up before you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because we've, we've talked about all those boring old parties that are going to, you know. Um, we have caught, captured, and compromised to ein permanent end the need for backpacks in Schule. Frauenherrn, we got them. Because the, the, all of these, the, the, these parties are um, the ones that are sort of duking it out over yesterday's issues. Like, for example, should Germany be able to borrow money to fund the stuff it does? Mm. Yeah. Um, or uh, who cares? Should, yeah. Lame should, should Germany be in NATO? Yeah, Whatever. stupid, yeah. boring, boring. Mm. We want to know when are you Bitcoin going? Bitcoin ATMs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bitcoin ATMs. Uh, more telehealth. I want everything to be a Zoom call. <laughs> I want it to be illegal to wedgie me. Yeah. I, well, I want to tell my doctor over Zoom that the Nazis were much misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please tell me what is Vault? Oh my god, what what isn't fault? Um, so for anyone who hasn't listened to Cornish Beatty before, uh, they won't really know about our terminal fascination with Volt. Or, uh, or you mean your? Yeah, mine, mine, my terminal fascination. Mm. With I Volt. stopped appearing on Volt episodes because I can't take it anymore. It's see, it's like Kieran has the Pepe Sylvia board behind him. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah it's the Pepe Sylvia mean. But so basically, if I were to somewhere, okay, Volt on their own terms are. A uh, pragmatic, progressive, pan-European party. Wait, Wait, they're pan-European. Does that mean oh, there's yeah. a pole vault? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. No, Milo. they're desperately unpopular in Eastern Europe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a surprise! Uh, excuse yes. me, are you in favor of ethnic cleansing? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, they're big in like the Netherlands and you know, like uh, yeah. Germany and countries that have never done the ethnic weed smoking. Fuck your sister countries. Yeah, mm. I know. Yeah, yeah. So like. Uh, the trajectory was they got an MEP in tw- uh, 2019 in Germany, the country, the easiest place to get an MEP in. Mm-hmm. And they got three MPs in the Netherlands, in the national parliament, uh, the country that's easiest to get into the national parliament. Um, they are basically, imagine imagine the Greens. Imagine every European social democracy party currently. But without, without any of the radical history without any of the protest power in the in the past that might convince you to vote for them or stay voting. For them. Um, Kieran, I'm Just sorry. Imagine- Being like the son of a McKinsey like CEO is revolutionary. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah, you're yeah, choosing yeah. to go into public service exactly. by uh, doing... <laughs> the party was founded by uh, three friends, an Italian, a German, and a French woman, who met in McKinsey and Company while working who, who there. Who walked into a bar together, yes. And they decided to like just do austerity. <laughs> the southeast yeah. of France. Um, the Italian guy and the uh, and the French girl. Have wait, no, since no, no, no. This is this is this is this is Christine Lagarde, uh, Mario Draghi, and Wolfgang Schäuble <laughs> meeting yeah. to fucking murder Greece. Yeah, what yeah, are no, you we're, doing? We're, if that if that's the Muppets, Volt is Muppets babies. Okay. Like, that's what we're looking at. Yeah, it, it's. An incredibly hollow party, but does kind mm. of campaign and have like Valplakata posters everywhere being like, we want to do social housing like in Vienna, you know, ignoring all the big communist history that resulted mm. in that. Um, mm. And like you see these posters and they do well in student towns, which I guess technically Berlin is as well, um, where you see that. How do you think they don't like support radical measures for housing that are currently in the city? but they really do not. Mm-hmm. They absolutely do not. All their positions they have, they're really, really against the reintroduction of a wealth tax mm-hmm. because, and I kid you not, their MEPs uh, uh, that they have from Germany, whose name is Damien Buselaga, or actually Damien Hieronymus Johannes Freiherr von Buselaga Hell of yes. the Buselaga <laughs> family. Yeah, but Buselaga, um, the beer yeah. made in my asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, his granddad was involved in the July 20th plot. 
which um, well, they all claim that. That's like your my grandfather was in the French Resistance. Oh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. He actually was. Like, no, no, no. Ah. You, you, you don't understand the July twentieth plot from the actual German perspective because the J- July twentieth plot was. I would like to be Hitler now, please. <laughs> <laughs> Mom said it's my turn on the Reichsfuhrer ship. <laughs> it's a tactical disagreement with the Nazi party in 1944, not an ideological one. Okay. <laughs> um, so, and naturally in the Netherlands as well, the people who fund this party are, with the exception of some fintech uh, uh, s- startup people, are uh, um, mostly people with fawns and fans and uh, Graf and Freiherr mm. in their names, like mm. former nobility of these countries. Some of them maybe like a, a couple of them put together, like Graf, Freiherr, Fawn und Zu. Oh yeah, you can, sta- you can wacky stack those, you know, the bonuses mm. add up. Um, and it's... A bunch of cons, basically. Yeah. And they really, really, really want you to believe that they are the most progressive option that you can pick from, because... They are willing to show you all the donations that are made. Are there any limits on the donations? No. Uh, no can, of course not. Mm. No, no, no. Uh, are, are companies forbidden from donating? No, 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 absolutely but would not. Would you limit the taxes that people and companies could pay? Doesn't sound very progressive to me. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> would you stop? Would you stop an individual person from Munich donating to the party and then also his social media for authors company donating to the, uh, uh, the party under a Never. different name? Of course not. He, he's on Instagram, like bench pressing with books to advertise his social media for. So you mean office. to tell me? You mean to tell me? You mean to tell me that he took your joke and made it a reality? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a kind. I, what a I piece am of Zaza, fucking shit. Sorry to announce that the dude and have once again garroshed. <laughs> so, yeah. so probably saying two hundred and fifty pounds, and that's with the right arm alone. What about the left? <laughs> Reading poems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so hundreds this, of copies of Atlas shrugged. It's, it's this party of. It's this party of dorks that are have basically like don't even have the history of like Starmer's labor, basically. Yes, yeah. yeah. Or, okay. don't, or, or, or more distinctly, in the German context, don't have the history of the Greens, which as much as they suck now, at least they were like They're radical environmentalists. I mean, yeah, uh, like, uh, mm. that also. But um, which which party has pedophilia? Uh, <laughs> and then like, but also like anti-NATO stuff mm. and like anti like germany should never rearm ever because you know things happened invading afghanistan yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so yeah. but they've they've departed but what you know, so. does what does volt actually stand for because you've shown me a big list of some of their policies and could you give me some of the big hits i think the best thing of this is that actually uh from my end of this i know mm. kieran has been wrecking his brain left and right i'm volt brained uh with mm. volt is that i um I interact with them here and there. The thing oh. that I love about them is that they're all really dumb, and I think that like my Twitter avi is actually me. For those who don't know, my Twitter avi is Paul Wall. Yeah, it's um, you. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, and they just, Nick they just every day is calling up the jewelry <laughs> store and telling them making yeah, a grill. Exactly. I mean, you know, you see it, but yeah. um, <laughs> no, so they like they're the kind of they're the kind of fucking idiots who like will screen cap me and be like, look at this guy. Um, and they cannot post. Doesn't even have a briefcase. <laughs> calls himself a political commentator. Yeah, he has a grill, but no briefcase. Mm. But um, they cannot post to save their lives. No, 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 not at all. Um, they there was the, there was one case where they were going against the um expropriation campaign, which is going on in Berlin. Mm. Of um, just to back up for a second, uh. There is a current thing that that is on the Berlin level for the elections because it isn't just national. It isn't just a federal election this year. There's also some national elections. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. state elections, state. and then yeah. um, certain like local direct democracy things that can be voted for. One of the things in Berlin can be that then that um, uh, seize all the apartments of the mega property management exactly. companies. Sure. Yeah. So the the dream. Uh, the dream measure yeah. yeah yes it's also it's, widely popular alice yeah crazy right so uh for any of the tf listeners uh who are in in berlin who can vote yeah i mean mm. they probably already know but you know just shouting it out deutsche voten co and eignen is sick uh corner mm. speed has had multiple episodes about this and we support them um you know if you're t- not in berlin and you can't vote i voted six times already exactly <laughs> put on a series of disguises get fake yeah. ids get a briefcase mm. i got a oh, fake yeah. id y'all i'm going to vote in the german yeah, election right. germany <laughs> everybody germany in the club getting tipsy 
Germany yeah. just got dinner for one. They don't know who Groucho Marx is. You can yeah, wear yeah. the glasses. <laughs> exactly. That will work. <laughs> but, if you um, start changing the mustache... Don't go too far in. That's all. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Freaking German master. Volt did a thing that then that they are explicitly against the Deutsche von Cohen Eigenen campaign okay. because they want to be like like Vienna. And then I like I mean just me and my my dumb stupidity was like they just want to do a public private partnership and this Volter just then responded with the definition of a PPP saying mm-hmm. that that it was different. And yeah, I feel that that's like the, different thing. The, the perfect example of what this party is, is that they're so bad at grifting that they will like try to like gaslight and grift you and yeah. not really know well, trick themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, look, you can sort of know on one level, like, no, these people do not want to do anything that's like Vienna. They mm. want to do public private partnerships that will sort of they can say are going to be like Vienna, because if mm. you want to do something like Vienna, that requires you to have at some point mass expropriated a lot of the yeah, big yeah, property owners. If you want to do a PPP, you exist already then as Berlin, like Berlin, yeah. like Germany is is the perfect PPP country where nothing. Nothing can get done because there are so many different connections between them. Like, I mean, you know, there's the example of the airport that just finished, like, what, last year, two years ago? The reason that it was over schedule. Yeah. The reason that it didn't finish wasn't because of the state, it was because the state cut corners giving out contracts to like people who couldn't fulfill them, you know, or like we see this with, with like hurricane relief in the US and shit, you know? I mean, this just seems like Blairism, but without the Labour Party. Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of that. I mean, there's also a great deal more cringe. Oh, it's Change UK! (laughs) (laughs) You guys created a Change UK from, like, you know, from, you have a, you have, that's the grassroots of Change UK created a party. The briefcase people, they made one. Yeah, but... But Riley, in every major Western European economy... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, political parties are just, like... Expre- have to be understood just as expressions of tendencies and preferences and stuff like mm. uh, expressions of sort of the relative power of sort of different interest groups and it means that because there are enough it's like um, roller backpack people you're never mm. going to get away from that tendency in politics but my mm. god is it the most just nails on a chalkboard annoying one. You should one. do Vault, Vault UK to get yeah. Britain to rejoin. I want to see German guys with briefcases doing door-to-door in Basildon. Oh, Milo, you sweet, sweet summer child. Did you not know that Uh-oh. Volt... Oh, no. No, no, <laughs> no, Milo, put the lights down! <laughs> <laughs> Volt UK has run in... Let me check the terrifying spreadsheet dun, that I dun, keep. Dun, 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 uh, dun, they dun, have dun. they have run on a local level in... Um, Oh my god, what the what is the name of this place? It's got a stupid English tiny name. I I want to say it's like Warwickshire or something oh, like right, that. Oh, right, one of those. Um okay, Why no, not? sorry. Mm. Uh, uh Cuppington and Leek Wooten in Warwickshire. Okay, there you go. Uh, uh one Lewis Perdiago <laughs> is uh running for vault there in the local council. Lewis They've also Perdiago. Run in- oh. Oh. Right. <laughs> They've also Friend run of They ran as an independent in the last EU elections before you guys left. And they ran in Scottish elections as well with uh, Renew Scotland. Um, Do you want to hear the way? I forgot about the funniest Volt thing. Holy shit. How did I forget about this? There was a guy who sued Germany who's a member of Volt because he was from the UK and is Mm -hmm. not allowed because of Brexit to run in Germany anymore and seems to have forgotten that Brexit happened. (laughs) (laughs) So... Look, amazing. You can get you can you can you can check out what Volt believes. They mm-hmm. believe that uh that that uh, Europe faces five plus one challenges. Oh yeah, five right. plus one. So the first challenge. They're superstitious about the number six. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know why five plus one. Oh, it's plus one EU reform. Uh, they um, they added that last one late. That's the actual reason. So the five challenges are the smart state, such as. And that has such weasel words uh, as not enough computers. Yes, they want to mm. digitize public services to reduce waste. Going Which on the computer. Yeah, they want to replace government with going on the computer. Uh, they want to modernize education systems, which means replacing school with going on the computer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> way ahead. They want to make high quality healthcare available to everyone. Guess what that means? Going on the computer. Oh boy, <laughs> is it ever! Taking <laughs> yeah. your weird dick problem on the computer. Pr- 
uh, repli- post, uh, post a picture of your dick on Reddit and see if they can figure out what's wrong with you. <laughs> providing, <laughs> providing a fair, transparent legal system with effective law enforcement. On the computer? Uh, I think, no, that just means more cops. Doc, I got the vaccine. My oh, balls oh, oh. are so big. Riley, speaking of which, um, the Berlin chapter of Volt is still in favor of having random warrantless spot checks in crime-ridden areas. No. But they no. said they're just... No. No. Okay? No. I love, I love calling it a <laughs> chapter. It makes it sound like a biker gang. Yeah, I know, right? Riding through this world. <laughs> <laughs> They basically said in the description, nanny nanny boo boo, don't do racism. Um, so, you know, there won't be any racism with the random spot checks in crime ridden oh, areas. I, yeah, I read their report on this and they were like, oh, we'll combine this with police train. Like just yeah. stuff that has been proven yeah, to not is, work. Well, it'll yeah. work this time because German police are famously very good at following orders. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine, giving, yeah imagine giving German the po- German police the like power of like stop and frisk. Yeah. I mean, they, they already kind of have it like informally, but just like. <laughs> You can't, you can't do racist cops here. Like the Greeks are still a different race, according to them. This will be just terrible. <laughs> I know, I know, Even dog. Like, I know, yeah. I feel you. Fact, the Greeks are the only people who are a different race. I'll have you know. More <laughs> research some needed. Germans, some Vault will implement smart railings on the guard tower to protect our law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the economic renaissance that's their second um their challenge their their beautiful 1930s volt running everything of a big ibm computer <laughs> <laughs> they want to tackle unemployment with innovative working schemes and easing the setting up of small businesses also they they want to uh, create a european labor platform which i can only as, I can, as far as i've been able to tell it's like a publicly funded linkedin <laughs> Gonna be on the computer. Uh, oh, they they love LinkedIn. Yeah. like all the, the LinkedIn all party. LinkedIn. You've got Delinker and then you've got DeLinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the the European jobs platform is even worse than that. I think it's literally just a European wide monster.com or monster.co.uk. Why has no one thought to do this? Like monster.com. No, monster <laughs> energy drink for all Europeans. Yes, get buck wild. Mm. Now next will be four locos for every European. I am for this. That would be awesome. Fear locals, a German equivalent. Yeah. So like create a unified European social and fiscal system. Is it that just called the European super state? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They also have the most backwards opinion of like how to go about making their federal Europe project because they're like, we're going to get into the European Parliament and we're then going to do this. And I was like, that's not who's in control of this. Like, you should be getting into like, you should be trying really. Like, the guy who's the head of the party is the one MEP they have, and it should be the people they elect to the Dutch Parliament because they actually have more power by being in the Dutch Parliament. They think they could. They still think the EU is like this top-down thing, rather than like, no, it's the member states. The, yeah. the member states still well, run this. It's because they all they all probably yeah. like went to they did some kind of IR degree where you sort of have to learn some you know hinky theory of European integration. That's like, oh, it's actually driven by you know yeah, you actors actually, and institutions. You actually drink enough of the Kool Aid that you believe ever closer union. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think yeah. the best way to put this into to perspective for anyone who is you know not familiar with the stupidity of European politics, which on TF is probably not the case, but to maybe an American listening to TF, uh, it is a party of just Pete Buttigieg's. Mm-hmm. That oh, is, yeah. That's the easiest way to describe it. They all worked, like literally, the party heads all worked at McKinsey & Co., Every Corporate single social responsibility, book. Greek lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, genu- okay, Riley's reading the modern five plus one. When we read it back in uh, 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 2019, had a lot more slurs in it. They genuinely had the corporate responsibilities Black Lives Matter line, except mm. it was about it was they were talking about digitalization and then the end about of the your- wogs all the time, which I really didn't appreciate. But you know, I felt <laughs> it was about digitalization dated, and then okay. Then it veered into like pro-choice language. Yeah, if you, if you go on the computer enough, you will develop the ability to no longer become Greek. Mm. <laughs> that is right. Hence uh, why I I don't know how a computer works, just genetically <laughs> unable to. So they also talk about their another goal uh, is uh, social equality, and I mean again, these are all like you know a, a quite laudable um, a quite laudable uh, set of goals, such as stopping you know, discrimination. Uh, 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 alleviating sort of poverty and homelessness, but like once you look at all their other goals, right? 
you can't take any of that seriously because like we want to alleviate poverty and homelessness, but we will do everything we can to make sure that like the big landlords in Germany get to keep all of their we'll do anything but what works to achieve all of these laudable goals that we can all agree on, basically. One of the big and early criticisms we had of Volt back in 2019 was that they basically have no analysis of what's happening in the individual member states of the EU. Mm-hmm. They are too like European EU-wide lens. So the Buck Wild stuff does come out when they're running nationally and they have to take positions. This is where like all the all the various German state elections that have happened this year so far, like in Baden-Württemberg and stuff like that, is where they have stated their opinion. They never did before, but they've stated the opinion because they've been forced to, because of the politics of the country to say, we oppose a reintroduction of a wealth tax. Mm-hmm. Because if anyone doesn't know, Germany's progressive tax system stops really early. Mm-hmm. Like if you earn forty eight thousand uh, like, euros. Yeah, that's like your top ta- bracket, huh? That is the top bracket, yes. Very, very, yeah, very like a, easy to get there. A school teacher is taxed as much as like anyone a million times richer than them. Yeah. And Volt is like, good. We're keeping yep. it. Yep. We, we Germany has already attained the best. We know we need we how can we make going on the computer more of a big part of this? Yes. Basically. Because also because they list all their donors and stuff by name. And when the name is given, classic pro tip, take the last name of that person and search Volt and then find their son or daughter running for the party. <laughs> <laughs> this has so worked remarkably well. Take your kid to campaign day. Pretty much. Absolutely. Yeah, just, just creating Europe's sort of what next generation of, um, of, of revolving door true believer neoliberals. Uh, but like, but represent. But the the thing is, in the 1990s, right? This political tendency had real heft behind it. It was actually it was convincing a lot it of was people. The third yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> it was the thing. Let's it was, not talk it, about the other yeah. third way that happened in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is, it, 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 ha- it was a political tendency that was a real political tendency. Like you said, it, it, like I said, it had heft. It had you know it it was quite. You know, not good what it did, but it did sort of do things. It was I got heft. It was the thing that emerged at the, in the in the sort of aftermath of the end of the Cold War. Yep. Just like trying to sort of act it out again because you were excited about because you were excited about it and wanted to do that when you were a kid just seems sort of faintly ridiculous. There, there is a sense of like with like the Volt people, uh, the people who kind of like make up the actual party and some of the diehard supporters that there is like a sense of like failed prophecy behind this. Because the idea of the European Union not becoming like this glorious federation bastion of like progressive rights, then like then you start to ask as an individual, well, what the fuck are we doing then? Mm. Like, what is this meant to be? It's an, it's, it's it's an economic agreement, dog. It always yeah, yeah. it always it literally is the sense of like the two astronauts, like the one with the gun behind it. Like it was always, wasn't it? Yeah, like. Yeah, it's, it's always been music. exactly. It is. It's, it's never changed. Yeah, yeah. It's always been like the social arm of NATO. Yeah, and there is like the like like I think it is in the sense of like like living in Europe long enough um, as a as a dumb dumb American. There is like a bit of like the like European federalism stuff that then like does like tickle my fancy a bit because Europe, like especially in the sense where you have like. Things like the ECB and whatnot, things that like literally can't function mm. um, because there's no communicate. Like, uh, oh yeah, like th- this is my most liberal opinion is the sort of like you know the the Gandhi joke about Western civilization, right? It's like yeah. if, if we're gonna have the EU as a sort of like ever closer, uh, you know. Uh, transnational union that transcends borders and allows for like uh you know a shared vision of progressivism and human rights sounds great when are you gonna start um yeah yeah and like if if we are now currently engaged in this cold war against china which is deeply stupid and we shouldn't be but if we are gonna be anyway as it seems we are then the only way that like europe is going to be at all relevant in that is as Europe rather than as like Britain and France bickering yeah, yeah. about giving yeah. submarines to Australia. So yeah. that's your fucking real politic. You yeah. Know? And I, I mean like I think in the sense too of that then I mean like like I being a, a dumb dumb American who gets to live in Germany with like a, a European passport that is not a German passport is like kind of nice. 
you know, like I'm not going to I'm not going to bitch about it. But at the same time, it's like then there is these things like that I can understand from then. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just the ECB is the example that I used that then it's like the uh, I think I may like the last time I was on the show came and talk about like the sense of that. The, the, like, the, the vaccination thing that then was apparently to be done by like the European like centralized thing that then never really happened because like Angela Merkel's like way too much of like a like like Europhile. And mm. there are things in programs that like if Europe was given more authority, they'd probably exercise more efficiently than individual countries in some regard. And maybe like vaccinations aren't one of them, but like budgets and um, uh uh you know monetary policy and, and physical policy when you were on a common currency is probably one that then like europe or or not even just like that type of stuff like investments and all these kind of, uh, of, of other stuff especially like transitioning in, in, into like a green economy volt never actually answers these things though it's no, just yeah. a it's a vibe it's simply in the it's, sense it's of a fan like, club yeah mm. it's in a sense yeah. that yeah. then like we want an infinite idea then of a of a a feel good, you know, Erasmus party where Rob has made the joke a thousand times on our show about getting a hand job in a, in a, in a foam party in Spain with like no politics behind it. Like, like pan Europeanism, like at its core is like actually probably something that could like make this continent better to live on, you know, or this like mm. sub Asian continent that we live on. But yeah. infinite PPPs is like, gonna make this place like berlin everywhere or you know london everywhere or wherever it is you know like i don't no, know i think most importantly volt in berlin announced their manifesto as slam poetry and that's yeah. what's oh, really boy. going to make change <laughs> <laughs> well um i think that's probably as good a place as any uh to to call it mm. and to give the official tf endorsement for uh volt yeah, you can order your official TF briefcase uh, from our website. Uh, um, I'm here no, actually telling you to vote for, uh, that's right, yes, the base in Germany, uh, a.k.a. We don't have time to explain this. Al-Qaeda. <laughs> oh, Al-Qaeda. Okay, yeah. good. I thought it was going to be something of a different... Yeah, fine. That that base, fine. Vote for them. Uh, not the other one. Uh, definitely not the other one. Um, all right, perfect. Uh, I, I think, like yeah, like we said, we think that's about enough time. Nick and Kieran, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. Anytime, yeah. I love and being on here. Don't forget to check out Corner Spady for all of your uh, uh, European politics needs. Also, quick plug, Smoke Comedy, 28th of September. It's a Tuesday oh, night. I remember doing these. Um, come <laughs> to that. There's going to be a ticket link in the description. The headline is going to be Jordan Brooks, who won the Edinburgh Comedy Award the last time the Edinburgh Festival happened, which is now a while ago. And who could say when that was? Yeah. Mm. Anyway. If you're in Berlin on the 26th uh, uh, on election night, you should come to our live show for the election in Danau, uh, Danaustrasse 115. Mm. There is uh, details on our Twitter. Mm. Yes, mm. we will be linking that. Uh, and all other, for all other things, great and small, of course, uh, you can check out uh, All Creatures Great and Small, which is going to be the kind of thing that's going to be made now uh, by British TV because it all has to make you feel as though you are taking a warm bath in uh, in a garage with the car on. It ain't half trash, Mum. <laughs> all right. Later, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.